on today's ip series we will be discussing what happens when a contract elapses but one party continues to use the other party's intellectual property without their consent permission and authorization and we know that we are talking about ip this is very important a few weeks ago the federal high court sitting in lagos nigeria granted mercy johnson prayer by ordering or issuing an ex parte order restraining be running nigeria limited from using uh images videos and audio content without her consent now she filed a, a lawsuit claiming that the company breached the terms of their contract and infringed her intellectual property rights so Today, we'll be delving into the legal issues and implications surrounding contract terminations or expiration, breach of contract, and intellectual property infringement. IP. 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 Welcome to IP series, home to all things IP related, where I give you the stories, tips, and implications to business and creative decision concerning your intangible assets with real life case study. I am your host, Rita Anwari Chinda. Subscribe and turn on your notification so you don't miss an episode. Cheers, guys. Before I get into the details of this case, let me first clarify some basic concepts such as what is a contract termination or expiration? What is a breach of contract? And what is intellectual property infringement? So like my friend and grandpa, I call him grandpa anyways, like Telema will say, I'm going to start from the back, which is talking about ip infringement ip infringement basically entails where someone who is not authorized to use another person's like intellectual property right goes ahead to execute or expand on the exclusive rights that the law has given to an intellectual property owner within a certain jurisdiction or territory for instance in our case study based in nigeria you get so IP rights in form of patent, trademark, copyright, trade secrets, industrial design, and plant variety because we have a plant variety right in, in acting Nigerian. And this kind of call when someone copies, sells, distributes, modifies, or displays your intellectual property without your consent. Now, each of these IPs have certain criteria or eligibility eligibility requirements that you have to pass in order for your work to be considered to be either a copyright or or whatever it is it can also occur when someone uses your work so if you're talking about um, copyright infringement now the law provides that all licenses and assignment must be in writing so if you don't have a written consent permission in form of an assignment or license you're basically infringing if you go ahead to commit acts that go against the law you're also infringing the law now has provisions to sort out or cure ip infringement in the digital age such as um 
the technological protective measures, the takedown proceeding, also giving the Nigerian Copyright Commission the right to do certain things to resolve certain disputes by creating the dispute resolution board. If it's a trademark where someone is trying to cause confusion or deceive consumers or pass off your good for or register trademarks, um, just so that there will be some sort of confusion as to the source or quality of the goods or services. This infringement can result in various sanctions such as injunctions, damages, accounts of profit, delivering up or destruction of the goods. Next up is contract termination or expiration. In an instance where a contract naturally comes to an end according to its term, so you have so you see the clause term, this contract will last for a term of two years, you know, and once that happens, it expires. On the other hand, contract termination is a phrase that should be used to refer to more premature end of a contract. For instance, if a contract a contract can be terminated by mutual agreement, by performance, by impossibility, by frustration, by breach, or by operation of law. Then you have breach of contract, which describes the violation of a contractual obligations by one or more parties. A breach can occur when one party fails to perform or performs inadequately or performs late. If you also um, anticipate that the other party will not perform and then you communicate that intention to the other party, that is a breach of the contract. And then it can give rise to various remedies such as damages, specific performance, injunction or rescission. Now that we have a clear understanding of this concept, let's look at how they relate to each other and to the Mercy John Sainz case. So, this case involves a dispute between Mercy Johnson, a popular Nollywood actress, and Vironi Nigerian Limited, a leading manufacturer of household items and sanitary wares in Nigeria. So, sometime in September 2020, parties entered into a two year brand ambassador deal. Ambassador and endorsement they were. Messi Johnson agreed to promote Vironi's product using her images, the video, and audio content. And this contract terminated or elapsed in October 2022. That was last year, a year already. But Vironi continued using Messi Johnson's image, video, and audio content. And we know that when you're talking or dealing with celebrities, their image rights can be monetized with their consent. They can go into brand deals such as the one that Mercy Johnson did with Virani. They can also create uh, merchandise with their brand name. They can trademark it. Also reminds me of the case of uh, Omotala when the news broke out that she had trademark and everyone's going, oh, she can do that, you know. Stuff like that, but this case is centered more on copyright. Unfortunately, we do not have like an express provision on image right protection in Nigeria. However, however, 
what the law provides when it comes to photographs is that in the event of no contract authorship shall reside with the initial author however where you're not talking about where a person take for um takes a photograph for private or domestic use um the person who commissioned the work shall be deemed to have a non-exclusive license to exploit the commissioned work for non-commercial purposes and is entitled to res to restrain the publication exhibition broadcasting communication distribution and making available copies of the work to the public now this contract was entered pre the passing of the 2022 copyright act and under the old that the principle that um copyright shall vest in initial auto and the exceptions were if it was commissioned and not being so commissioned made in the course of auto's employment shall belong in the first instance to the author unless otherwise stipulated in writing under the contract so you see that there's so much emphasis on contracts you need to document you need to document kind of reminds me of the acm um event i attended and there was a session where we had or they had a photographer come and give his view on ip i didn't agree with some of the things he said and it just made me realize that a lot of people don't really understand how ip applies to them when you're talking about the creative sector now remember i was talking about how um celebrities can monetize their images um through um licensing or creating um merchandise or having an ambassador or endorsement deal now if there's an authorized on an unauthorized use of a person's image for advertisement which creates a false impression that such person has consented to their advert or endorse the product business or service in question you know you might not have to look at what your you um, what the justification for the legal profession protection of images in um, is within your territory and what are the alternative measures for you in protecting your image right i think the first one again like i mentioned is um copyright looking at it from the artistic angle then you will consider the trademark elements by uh, registering your name or stage name or signature or whatever it is then you also need to consider the right to privacy and its use right to privacy angle um you also need to consider um the thoughts angle law of thoughts angle and the cyber law angles so in an event of where is a case of a celebrity or public figure um do we really have limits to their right to privacy i think the case that usually comes to mind is in naomi campbell's case though foreign um passing off is another angle where someone can protect their goodwill and reputation by preventing a person from misrepresenting them to the public so there are criteria that you may need to consider so in all of this conversation please endeavor to speak to your lawyer um then there's the action for breach of confidence 
you know when you're trying to protect certain information from getting into the public hands or whatever or however the case may be there are different alternative and measures that one can consider um, when you're talking about that um, but I'm not going to delve on that because that's not like the main crux of our conversation. Well, you know, our main conversation is focusing on um, breach of contracts, termination or expiration of a contract, and intellectual property rights. However, this case has raised some interesting questions, such as can Mercy Johnson sue Virani for breach of contracts? An IP infringement. Does the expiration of the contract affect her right to her intellectual property? How can she enforce her rights and obtain the appropriate remedies in Nigeria? Now, in answering this question, we need to take into consideration first um, the jurisdiction and specific terms of the contract. I have not seen the contract, but based on publication, what I said in my introduction are the things that transpired. Unfortunately, we, we do not have what is called the principle of non-cumul, which means that one may not allow an action in tort to be made by one contracting party against the other for compensation of damages arising from an act which constitutes a breach of their contract. That is not that's not um, considered within our jurisdiction. However, this is not excluded from contractual liability where people that are bound by a valid contract and the damage suffered by one of them results from non-performance or improper performance of a contractual obligation. Now, in jurisdiction where that occurs, Mercy Johnson may be able to sue Vironi Nigeria for both breach of contract and intellectual property infringement, as long as she can prove the elements of each claim and avoid double recovery. Secondly, the expiration of the contract does not necessarily affect Mercy Johnson's right to her IP. Unless the contract's explicitly transfer the ownership of the ip to veroni she remains the owner of the work so when you're drafting your contract especially you you are you are representing the brand ip ownership is a very very crucial topic that may lead to dispute as we have seen as the contract may grant the brand, which in this case is Virani, a license to use her IP for a limited period of time. But once that contract expires or elapses, that license also expires. And Virani has no right to continue using her IP without her consent, express consent, written consent. So therefore, Virani's use of her IP after the expiration of the contract may constitute both a breach of contract and an IP infringement. Reminds me of the Airtel case that was um, the gentleman was given this year. Also reminds me of the Onyeka um, case with Iroko, Iroko in TV, I think. Yeah, there's always something where brands feel like they are in the right or they just assume, oh, we don't have 
good enforcement laws or we don't have good laws or so ip doesn't really work in nigeria so we can basically go ahead using the ip no read the clause so you understand all this is and then we don't have to i mean we need precedence no doubt we do need precedence you know but it's very important that both parties get their lawyers to explain each clause to them and everyone goes unhappy thirdly Messi Jossie can enforce her rights and obtain the appropriate measures by filing a lawsuit at the Federal High Court in Nigeria. So the jurisdiction or the court that has jurisdiction to hear IP-related matters or disputes is the Federal High Court. And depending on the jurisdiction, the nature of the claim, she may be able to obtain various remedies such as injunctions, damages, account of profit, delivery of destroying the infringing property i think the one I, I i always smile when i say is payment of attorney's fees uh <laughs> i don't know why but uh payment of attorney's fees and payment of you know the suits payment for for filing the suits itself but one thing I, I have come to realize from this case is that this is a clear example of how IP law is evolving, evolving at, at adapting in Nigeria. Um, it also highlights the importance of protecting and enforcing IP rights and the potential risks and challenges of entering into contracts that involves IP rights. You know, but yeah, I think it, it's a good start for me. I think when I saw it, I was really, really excited about it and then i said okay if you've not if you've read the um what's this called if you read my linkedin post um you might find this a bit more insightful so just to touch up on the remedies angle an injunction to stop Vironi from using her image is another way as we saw from the expected order restraining Vironi from doing so um Disclosing the origin and distribution network of the product and materials that are, that that use her images, damages for the loss of income, reputation, and goodwill that she suffered as a result of Veroni's action. So, please let me know if you are in support of what the courts came up with or the court's decision. So imagine someone is like, oh, you've infringed on my work. How do you then prove that this person has infringed and that you own the IP and another party has used without your consent and authorization? Now, this would depend on the type of IP. You may also need to provide different types of evidence to support your claim. So let's say... Okay, because this is a copyright litigation, let's say you need to also... You need to show an original of the creative work in question especially when you've complied with section 87 which talks about registration of work um you can reach out to the copyright commission to give you a a certified true copy or an extract from the register that can be admissible in evidence in all proceedings without further proof or, or production of the original of the matter certified. Other sources of evidence that can be used to prove an IP infringement claim is proof of your IP registration certificate, 
applications or records, your IP portfolio such as your design works, trademark, contracts, your license agreements that relate to your IP, um, invoice receipts or financial statement that show that your IP revenue that show your IP revenue or expensive, your marketing materials such as brochures, websites, advertisement that feature your IP, the infringing products, material or activities of the other party, um, the sale, distribution or online record of the other party that show that they are use of your IP, the consumer survey, there's a need for that. I think th that was used in the booking.com case. Though it a trademark case but then that's an alternative um reviews that indicates the confusion or harm caused by um the other parties use of your ip the expert opinions analysis or reports that compare or, or contrast your ip with the other parties use of your your work so with all of this is up this is it's clear that proving ip infringement can be very complex and challenging process it may require the assistance of a lawyer no me it does require this, the assistance of a lawyer especially one who is versed in intellectual property or copyright or whatever type of ip dispute you may be having so if you suspect that someone has infringed your ip carry out your due diligence before you go about rambling that oh this person has infringed on my ip you know stuff like that take for instance you are in Viranis shoes what are the possible defenses you have against messages claim of ip infringement one you can argue that the ip in question that is the videos the audios her images are not valid and not enforceable and that it does not meet the legal requirements for protection such as being original in a fixed or tangible format irrespective of the quality you know secondly fair dealing principle you can claim that your use of the ip falls under the doctrine of fair dealing as provided under section 20 of the copyright act which includes that your use was non-commercial and it was done or you, you use it for private purpose to criticize, to do a report, to carry out um, a non-commercial research and private study, um, review something. Uh, but then, the law now further provides that there are ways to determine whether the use of your work was actually um, a case of fairly one the purpose and use the purpose and character of the use of the images of Messi Johnson the audio the videos the nature of the work the amount and substantial stop substantiality of the portion oh my god of the portion used in relation to the work as a whole and the effects of the use upon potential market or the value of the work so the contract terminated a year ago so within that timeline what's the effect of the use upon potential market and value of the work you know um, if the work was included so that's it for fair dealing but then there are other general exceptions that the law makes provision for under 
um section 20 so if you have the time please 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 guys read it next is that you can argue that um Vironi, Vironi can argue that they use the ip before the claimant obtained um or registered their work and that they have prior right to continue using the ip then there's the non-infringing use where you prove that your use of the ip does not infringe the rights of messengers either because it falls within an exception or exclusion on that intellectual property law or because it does not meet the elements of infringement see how technical it is and complex and also challenging then there's the licensing and consent aspect where you already can show that they had valid license or permission from Mercy Johnson to use her images and that they comply with it. And I think this one will not fly anyway because it's obvious that October 2022, you guys didn't get that consent. Then there's the issue on statute of limitation where... Um, where the timeline for you to file a lawsuit against someone has expired, you know? And when you're talking about copyright-related disputes, the statute of limitation for copyright infringement is six years from the date of the last infringement act. Now, the clock is always ticking when it comes to filing a lawsuit in Nigeria. And statute of limitation, though a fancy term sets a timeline for when a case can be brought to court. If you snooze past the deadline, you will be blocked from seeking justice and any recourse will be off uh, off the table. So don't delete that. Uh, what are the consequences of copyright infringement as provided under section 36 to 43? The long read, but please be, be patient and read it. Now, in the event of an unauthorized use of the original work, such as Mr. Johnson's images, videos, audios, etc., she is entitled to damages for loss of profit, injunction, and delivery of, or any other available reliefs in corresponding proceedings concerning infringement of other proprietary rights. It's also important to know that the criminal penalties for such infringement can result in a fine ranging from 10,000 naira to 1 million naira or a prison term of up to 5 years. Not 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 a good thing, right? Yeah. So let let's let's work on or ensuring that we do the right when we're talking or dealing with intellectual property rights. What are some of the other actions that you can take to enforce your intellectual property rights? One, signing a cease and desist letter to the infringer demanding that they stop using your intellectual property and to remove or destroy any infringing material within a timeline. Second, you can file a complaint or lawsuit against the infringer seeking an injunction, damages or other available remedies within your jurisdiction. Thirdly, you can report the infringer to the platform or authority that hosts or regulates the activities requesting them to take down or block the infringing content or account as an event where the IP looking at it from a digital standpoint. You can also negotiate a settlement or a license agreement with the infringer, allowing them to use your IP under certain terms and conditions.
you know? How else can you then protect your IP? Well, in this study, a couple of IP clauses that you may find in contracts. One, a clause that assigns ownership of any IP written by the employee in the course of the employment to the employer. So you see something like the employer agrees that any and all IP rights in any eventual blah, 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 belongs to blah, 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 you know? A clause also grants a license to use the IP of one party by another party for specific purpose, duration, and territory such as the license agent by the license fee, a non-exclusive, non-transferable, revocable, royalty, long, 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 long. It does not transfer ownership of the IP from one party to another in exchange for consideration. So remember, I was talking about the contract. What we really should have done. In the event, Veroni, um, the contract has said that the result was transferring ownership of the IP to Veroni in exchange for royalties. You know, that would pass. So, yes, I know, Mr. Johnson, here I assign sales transfer convinced to Veroni all the rights, etc., etc. So, then there's a non-disclosure or non-circumvention clause that can be included in employment agreements or brand ambassador, ambassador endorsement deals, depending on what parties agree on. Then there's indemnity clauses as well. What are the con sequences or repercussion of violating someone's intellectual property rights one legal actions can be instituted initiated or commenced by the ip owner or licensee and remedies such as injunction damages profit costs and attorney's fee can be sought you could be criminally prosecuted by the government where you can receive and punitive measures such as fines, imprisonment, seizure, destruction of the infringing material. The loss of reputation and goodwill. Infringing parties restablishing their reputation and goodwill. They could get negative publicity, consumer backlash, and loss of market share are some of the possible consequences. I think you find this a lot. If you watch K-drama, please forgive me once again. Or if you watch foreign movies, you see this in full effect where a business is really concerned that their action could lead to them losing their reputation and good with them finally loss of business opportunity the infringing party risks losing business opportunities and their competitive urge which may lead to the imposition of restrictions or bans on their product or services additionally they might lose their licenses or contract. Do you agree? Yes, of course you do. But if you don't, send me an email to ipservicesinfo at gmail.com. As usual, I am always open to learning and taking corrections. Okay? In wrapping up here, are lessons for brands, celebrities, influencers. On how to protect their intellectual property rights in a contract. First, is document to register your IP. Especially because in Nigeria we apply the first to file principle. Our IP system is the first to file principle. Then get an IP lawyer or law firm to review any contracts before you sign. Third, beware of the following in perpetuity assigning of moral rights irrevocable. Fourthly, not including a properly drafted dispute resolution clause, especially now that we have an Arbitration and Mediation Act 2023 that was passed by the current president of Nigeria, President Tinubu. Um, not exploring good enforcement provisions, such as reporting the infringer, um, not exploring anti-piracy measures, such and border measures, cease and disease, or filing of a lawsuit, lack of understanding on the concept of joint authorship, ownership of an IP, etc. Not meeting the eligibility requirement to ensure 
that you are able to claim ownership of the IP in question. Not educating and putting that notices about the IP you own to deter um, or discourage infringers. Not taking into consideration of the fact that IP is territorial in nature. You also need to be aware of defamation, passing of claim, impersonation, claims under section 2022 sub 3 of the Crime Act. And thank you listeners, thank you IP friends for tuning in to IP series. If you enjoyed this episode on termination of contract breach of contract ip infringement with the focus on the messy johnson case please subscribe to my podcast on any of the platform you're currently listening on to right now until next time this is rita and we're reaching that signing up thanks guys